Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast, where we talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. All right, welcome to episode six of the Master Drafter Football Podcast. I'm Chris Burton. And I'm Mike Reardon. And today we're going to be talking defensive ends and defensive tackles. Defensive line. Defensive line. That's right. So um, you want to start out as usual, uh, giving me your – I think we're going, to, we're going to start out with defensive ends and then we'll go on to defensive tackles. So you want to start out with your first tier yeah. of defensive ends for me? And also I'll say that, you know, I think it's good to start with defensive ends because some leagues they'll have a defensive line and you can play either a defensive end and a defensive tackle, either one. And I think that most people choose to play defensive ends. Typically, defensive ends will get you more points in leagues mm-hmm. um, than defensive tackles will. Yeah. I know, like, and then there's some leagues that, you know, you have to play defensive tackles too, so we're going to cover that as well. Yeah. But um, so to start with defensive ends, um, I have my first tier is three players. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, and Cleveland Farrell. Okay. That's that's my first tier, I would say. Um, and just to go over them real quick, I'll mm-hmm. say that um, just because I know IDP is tough, so we want to kind of – we're trying to bump positions together and and not take forever on them. Um, yeah. But I will it's say – it's, it it's, tough, it's tough because really all the, the linebacker, defensive end, you know, all those big yeah. guys. And also I think um, that, like, we know why there's not a whole lot of these IDP rookie podcasts out there. Yeah. It's hard to do. <laughs> so Nick Bosa, um, clear-cut number one guy. Um, I like him. I If he'd be the number one guy off the list for both, for any defensive line in this year's draft. He was the second pick overall to San Francisco. His brother, of course, is Joey Bosa of the chargers. Um, you know, he's the consensus number one guy. He, to me, you know, he, he's a great pick because I think he, I feel like he's safe. Um, as far as being a guy that's going to put up a lot of points, you know, he's going to get the sack numbers. He's a football player. He's a natural. Um, there's some concerns with his injuries. And I also have concerns about, um, him, him in college deciding to, for the most part, forego his his final year to to not get injured. Yeah, because he knew his draft stock was going to be high, and it could pretty much almost go down. And he was totally right about that. So I mean, I can't really fault him for that. He did go second in the draft, basically without even really playing. Um, but his brother um, was similar. I feel like both of them. It's like if they feel like they're hurt, like they won't play, mm. um, and that's like a little bit of a concern for me. Um, because, you know, a lot of guys, they want to get out on the field. They don't care, you know, they don't care about anything except getting out on the field and and being with their teammates. Yeah. And I feel like with Nick and, and with his brother, Joey, a little, they're, they're very much like, Hey, listen, if I'm feeling something, I'm not going to go out there. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a diva mentality there. Yeah. And also in a mentality of, of like, look, we're going to be smart. We're not going to go out and get injured and, and, uh, you know, mess with our livelihood, which is totally understandable. But what fears me as a fantasy owner, is he going to like cramp up or is he going to, you know, hurt his foot 
his toe or something, and then all of a sudden, like, he's out for three weeks. Right. Until right. it's totally perfect. Well, especially especially as an IDP guy, it's like that's the last thing you want, you know. I think you want you need that re- reliability out of your IDP guys. Yeah. Um, and with that saying, he's still the, the clear-cut number one to me, defensive yeah. end, yeah. defensive lineman. So right off the bat, um, and I realize this is this is kind of a, you know a little bit of a bold prediction, but I'm going to say right off the bat, I'll give you my tier one. Josh Allen is my number one defensive end this year, and and then I have Nick Bosa too. Nice, I like that. That's my tier one. Yeah. And then at three, I have L.J. Collier. I, I have three. I have L.J. Collier. Wow. And then I had Clellan Farrell as my number four. So tier one, Josh Allen, Nick Bosa, all on their own. And then, like I said, the next two guys begin the tier two. Um, you know, I I had Nick Bosa, obviously, as my number one guy um, until relatively recently. And it kind of just came – it kind of it kind of came up to the draft where I just – I just think – I think Josh Allen is the better player. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna have a bigger year. I think Nick Bosa, kind of like what you were saying, he's just, you know, he he sat out his whole his whole uh, mm-hmm. his last year of college, and you know, meanwhile, Josh Allen had the best year of his college career, and he's just gotten better and better every year, and I just yeah. I just see him, you know, slotting right in on that Jacksonville line. I mean, they have Yannick. And Gakuwu there, and they have Calais Campbell. So it's like I, I think you know, and Calais Campbell is is older. You know, I think he's like thirty four or thirty five at this point. You know, a great, great player, but he's not going to play for too much longer. I don't think. You know, Josh Allen, I think, is going to be kind of the face of that defensive line. Yeah, um, I mean. it would not surprise me if if Josh Allen had ten sacks as a rookie. And gets is like the surprise defensive player wow. of the year. Yeah, like that's how big I am on Josh Allen. I mean, I have him as my number two. So, um, I so the thing. So any for anybody, I mean, probably most people listening to this know what happened in the NFL draft. How Allen was a lot of people thought Allen was going to go three or four. Every you know everybody thought Bosa was going two, and then Allen, you know, people thought could go three to the I believe to the Jets. Or he would go four to the Raiders, um, and he and he didn't go there. And the Bucks, who everybody you know thought was going to get Devin White, took Devin White. And then it was like, who's going to get Josh Allen? And eventually, I think Jacksonville had the seventh pick, and I don't think they were targeting Josh Allen, but they definitely they saw him fall, and they decided to go with their best player on the board, or one of their whoever was their best player available on the board was probably Josh Allen at that point, mm-hmm. and they couldn't pass up on him. Uh, and the Raiders at four ended up taking Cleveland Farrell, um, which was a, probably the, the first shocker of the draft, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, absolutely. Two, two deep, you know, to take a defensive end and not take Josh Allen was, a, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. It'd be, one thing, it'd be one thing if they took, you know, a defensive tackle or if they took some, you know, a running back there or something, but to take um, – to take a defensive end and have it not be Josh Allen was a was a big surprise. Absolutely, and I and I thought and I think that's and I think that's I thought I was just going to say I, I thought Clellan Farrell was a little was kind of one of these guys 
that was a little overrated coming out of you know in yeah. this draft. Well, I didn't have him going in the top ten. That's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's it's a very deep draft at you know defensive end and defensive tackle. But I, you know, I said it to you months ago. I see it as a really deep draft, but I don't see it as I don't see any of these guys really as being like Miles Garrett good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like as yeah. far as these defensive ends, like I don't see any of these guys being like a Miles Garrett, you know, or like anywhere even close to that. And, and, I, and, and, I see Bosa. I see Bosa as having a shot at that. Yeah. I see as him the guy. There's just, there's just the health. The health is the concern for me. Yep. Um, but I think if that turns out to be fine, yeah. I think that he's got the, the potential to be a special player. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely, I mean, he's still my number two. To me, it's, it's, I just think Josh Allen is the cleaner prospects. You know what I mean? Like, he's gotten better every year in college. Uh, he had, you know, w- was essentially the best player, uh, best defensive player in the SEC last year, you know, in college, in college yeah. football. And, I mean, like, the guy is just a beast. It's like, and, and now he goes to Saxonville, you know, it's like, yeah. what? I just, I, I'm like, yeah. I just, I don't understand why people are, are so low on him. And it's like, a lot of people thought he was going to be labeled a linebacker in IDP leagues. And he ended, ends up being a defensive yeah. end, which to me gives him even more value because instead of being, yeah. instead of being kind of that like Vaughn Miller, like edge linebacker, Bradley right. Chubb, instead of being an outside like, linebacker, you're, he's, he's like, a, he's a yeah. defensive end, which I mean, is right. much more valuable unless you're in like a really deep, IDP league that reward that's really reward sacks. Um, yeah. You know, but even then he's still, he's still worth a lot. So, uh, so where do you have Farrell? I have him at three. So I have Farrell at four. I have him okay. at four. Now I moved, I, I actually originally didn't have Farrell. Farrell. I had him more in the four or five area, but he moved up to three for me basically because a lot of it was really because um, the Raiders taking him, yeah. you know, at four. Yeah. And then, you know, the need that they have there and, and the fact that they want him to fill in that spot, Absolutely. you know, right Absolutely. away, you know, so, you know, he's got the opportunity. They seem to think that he was the better fit. Um, so I, you know, and people are drafting him higher than Allen now. Yeah. So that, you know, so I, I've, I've moved him up to three. That's kind of my tier right there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a top five pick in the draft going to a team that has, wants him to thrive right there. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to have the opportunity there um, for sure. I just, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, that it just goes to show how, how deep this defensive end class is. Yeah. Um, it is. And like I said, it's more, it's more like this class has been hyped so much, but I think it's more of, of in terms of depth, not in terms of, you know, that one like amazing prospect, but so I think I think for you it'd be safe to say, if if Bosa is there for you, right, and you need a defensive end, you could be better off getting a, another position, and then getting a defensive end with your next pick because there's a, a nice nice grouping after that. I have so my top two tiers, which are kind of like for me, after those after those top two tiers, there's there's a really significant drop off. It's almost it's almost like a you're almost into like a whole different like yeah. round 
in, in rookie drafts at that point, you know, at least after my top two tiers. And I have seven guys in my, you know, in my, in my, oh, that make up my top so. two tiers. So, so why don't, so why don't you give me, why don't you give me your, the rest of your, your top seven and that'll round out our, both our tiers. All right. So my next four, so here's my surprise one. Here's my surprise one. Yeah. Is it four? I have Chase Winovich. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, I, I will say that I am a Patriots fan, so there might be a little bit of extra excitement there for me. Um, but to me, I think this is a guy who's going to come in and he's going to be a Patriot right away. He's going to, uh, I think they're going to just, they're going to really put him in a place to succeed. Uh, just the type of player he is. His, he's He's explosive at the line. I mean, he's just a guy that gets in there. He's a he he's a tackle guy, you know. For for a defensive end, you know, I feel like he's he can really get that. Watching film of him, I mean, he's in the backfield bringing down running backs, um, you know, right at, right at the point of attack. I just think he's one of those players where the Patriots are going to bring this guy in, and they're gonna he's gonna. I think by midway through the he's season, he's going to be a better pro gonna, than he was a college player. Yes, I think he's going to be a guy that you know, and I don't think he's got the potential of those other top tier guys, but I think he can make an immediate impact. And and by immediate, I don't mean like you know first game, but I mean by midway through the season, he's coming in and he's all of a sudden he's a guy that seems like he's been on the Patriots for a lot longer than half a season. I think he's going to fit right in there. Absolutely. No, I mean, I could, I could see him becoming like a folk hero in New England. Yeah. You know, kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of filling that that old Ninkovich role. Yeah, and and that's what a lot of people think is he could fill that Ninkovich but, role. But, but I better, actually but think better, that you know, like, yeah, but better. I actually think he could be like, um, a guy that, you know, kind of. Like you said, like he could become like a yeah. folklore type of guy. I mean, I think he could be a guy that people are like excited about. Like, I feel like he's already been on the Patriots for a couple of years. You know who he reminds me a lot of is Clay Matthews. Yeah, I mean, well, you get the physical. Yeah, I mean, obviously Clay Matthews is, uh, you know, has has always been labeled a linebacker, but Winovich has gotten the defensive end tag for at least for now. And it is worth noting, like, he is kind of one of those edge guys that could end up yeah. down the road getting switched. But, I mean... It seems like he's got a similar skill set, though. Yeah. It seems like he's a guy that's, like, you know, can take on blocks, can get in, can rush the passer, can bring the running backs down, like, plays with a high motor. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean, it's definitely a good comparison. I mean, a lot of people will say, yeah, well, because they're both, like, long blonde hair guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I, there, like, there is that. I mean, but, but I just think the way they play too is that. Yeah, you know, the skills that, yeah, what they do, what, the, like I said, I mean, he's, he's a pass rusher. He's a, he, he can tackle. He can take the running back down. He's a point of attack. He's a high motor. I mean, Clay Matthews is all those things as well, or was all those things. Yeah, and right. um, so yeah, no, it's definitely a, it's a good comparison. Um, I have so I have Brian Burns next, who who was actually the. Mm-hmm who was actually the fourth defensive end taken in the draft um, and with the 16th pick. Carolina, um, they need to replace, um, what's his name? Julius Peppers. Peppers. Julius Peppers. They need to replace Peppers big time. Um, I don't think Burns is the guy to do it. Um, 
I see him as undersized. I see him as a guy that um, is going to get pushed around. I agree. I, I, just, he think, gained I weight. just think he's going to get enveloped by, you know, NFL caliber offensive lines. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, so I have Burns at six. Um, okay. You know, and I just, I just, I see him as more of like a finesse, like speed guy. Yeah. And I just don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I think he kind of beat people just with his pure athletic ability in college. And I just, I'm not sure. Yeah. So if you're up by like 20 points, like this guy's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I just. <laughs> they're just going to send him. They're going to say, take the, you know, go around everybody and try to get the court because they're going to yeah, be thrown. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean. I just don't see him as a guy though. That's going to be, like I said, I mean, if you're, if your team's up by 20 points, he could get you two sacks. You know, in the fourth yeah. quarter, but I just don't see him as a guy. You know, through four quarters, that's gonna really, you know, I, I don't see him as a guy I mean, that's, that's that said. Be a, like he does, he does carry like some upside, but uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know, he, I have him ranked at six. So he's also a guy that was labeled a linebacker for a while yeah. too. Uh, I think he played more of a linebacker uh-huh. in college. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of these but, guys, uh, are like that, especially. Especially some of these smaller yeah. guys, like they kind of get that edge tag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where really, it really just comes down to if they're playing in a three-four or a four-three in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, and how they're being deployed. You know, you know, that's the thing about IDP. Um, but so who? So where do you have Burns ranked? You said five. So I have Burns at five, and then I have Rashawn Gary okay. at six, and then I have Coll- and then I have Collier at seven. That rounds out my top okay. seven. All right, so I have – I'll give you my tier two. I have LJ Collier at three, Cullen Farrell at four. I have Zach Allen, who uh, got drafted by Arizona at five. Mm-hmm. Boston yep. College. Brian Burns at six. And Oshane Zeminis, got, who got drafted by the New York Giants at seven, out of Old Dominion. Okay. <clears throat> so – our top our top sevens are actually a little bit different there. Um, yep. Um, I actually I have Gary I have Gary and, and Winovich yeah, so in there, and you so have Allen. I do. So so Winovich and Gary are actually my next two guys uh, to begin my okay. tier three. Both, both, both Michigan. Michigan, and I actually have Winovich ahead of Gary, even though okay. obviously Gary got drafted in the first round. And I think that could be surprising to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm just not a I'm not a Sean Gary guy. Um, I'm not either. I just don't. I don't really like the landing spot. He's got, I don't really. He didn't have the production. Yeah. He's got the. He's got everything. He's got the athleticism. He's he's got the measurables. Um, you know, he was the twelfth pick in the draft. So I mean, actually, wasn't he the twelfth pick? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, he was. So he actually was chosen before Burns. Um, but Burns, I think, was labeled as a linebacker originally. Mm-hmm. But but Gary, um, yeah, I just he's your prototypical guy for sure. I mean, the build, the speed, the strength. Um, he just didn't have a ton of production at Michigan. And yeah, I just see him as a guy that you know underperform. I, I just I mean, it's like those guys who who have all the traits I see him as above have, average like, traits but, but, and underperformed in college. Yeah. It's like I just like those aren't guys I want like on my fantasy team. Like on my football team or on my fantasy team, you know what I mean? It's like, 
Yeah. I just, yep. I want guys that, you know, not to say that, that you can you know, judge everything off college production because obviously, you know, there's different factors at play, you know, than just the, the pure stats. But I mean, Gary, he played for Michigan, you know, he played against, you know, solid competition and he didn't, and he had opportunity and he didn't really produce. And like, all right. So let's, let's, let's talk about Collier because you have Collier at three, I believe. And I have him at seven. So he was a 29th pick in the draft to the Seahawks. Yep. First round pick. More of your prototypical, like he was a defensive end from the get go. There was mm-hmm. no linebacker, you know, status with him. Yeah, so I, I'd call you at three. I, explain. <laughs> I think Seattle drafted him to be their Frank Clark replacement. I think he's going to mm-hmm. start day one. Um, and I just see him as being, I just see him as being the more productive player than Clellan Farrell you know I just yeah it's funny like with these you know and I, and I, and I totally realize like I'm, I'm kind of going out on the limb with some of these these defensive ends but it's like yeah I just see you know every year we see it like I have I have one of it yeah, I mean before. I just think every year we see it with with these defense you know with defensive line guys especially like these pass rush sort of yeah. guys it's like you know yeah. They sometimes they disappear, yeah. and sometimes they they come out of they come out of nowhere years years yeah, later. Exactly, and it's just like you know sometimes these high guys, these high defensive ends, like that, like you, they go yeah. It's like you they have all this hype like you know around draft time, and then it's like you like you know September rolls around, it's like you never hear hear their names again. I mean, like Dion Jordan, yeah. remember that guy. <laughs> For the Dolphins, he was like the third pick in the draft. It's like, well, that's kind of like Brian Burns. Brian Burns kind of reminds me of him a little bit. And that's kind of like I don't know. I just kind of I kind of go with my gut with some of these guys, and I just, you know, I want like, you know, I want a, a defensive end that is just like, you know, I put on the tape and like I they're just like pushing guys back and they're just like stopping the running yeah. back in the backfield and just like. You know, sacking the sacking quarterbacks left and right. It's just like I want I want players that are just like effort guys. I want you know, and all my all my IDP guys. I want like effort guys. I don't. I mean, like you know, finesse and traits and like you know, measurables and all that stuff is great. But like IDP guys, even more so than offensive guys for me. It's like I just want like those grinders. Uh, so call so call you to me. He. Um, I have him at seven. Uh, you know, I, I liked it first. I dropped him a little bit. I kind of, I don't know, something about Seattle. I don't, I'm not big on their drafts. Um, I feel like sometimes they, I think sometimes Pete Carroll just like falls yeah. in love with a guy. I could see and, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And like, that's kind of my fear is like, they got this guy and they can't coach him up to be ready for the beginning of the season. And I just had to kind of drop him. I mean, drop him down to seven, um, even though he's still a first-round pick. And he did go into a good situation, potentially. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have a ton of knowledge on, yeah. on a lot of these guys, but he was one guy that I just kind of was like, ah, I just don't really want to draft this guy unless so, he really falls. So LJ me. Collier, 6'2", 283, ran a four nine one at the Combine. 
McClellan Farrell, 6'4", 264. And he didn't run at the Combine or his pro day. Um, because he, mm. you know, he had, uh, I believe he was injured. Um, That's right. Which is another thing. And he, he, you know, the thing about Farrell, too, is another guy, you know, he went to, he was, came out of Clemson. You know, obviously they won the national championship. And, you know, was on a great team. And and that's Back kind team. of another thing that worries me about some of the, like, you know, a, a pass rush guy like him. It's like, it's also, like, you know, maybe that elevated. I mean, how many times were they up, you know, in games? And, right. You know, it's kind of like. In, in pass exactly. rush situations. More, more often exactly. than a lot. More of often than, they're, than he's going to be in the NFL playing for the Oakland Raiders yep. in 2019. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Um, so Good point. I, I think that's that's a factor. Meanwhile, you have a guy like LJ Collier played, you know, for Texas Christian, you know, and and produced. So it's like, and and the same could be said about Ashana Zeminis, you know, another real really even smaller school guy, Old Dominion. It's like, you know, he he was a producer at that school. I, you know, obviously a smaller level, but. I think for for defense, for me, like those are kind of like the gems, like those guys that are just like those, yeah, you know, those like try hard guys. So, so you have Allen and Zimenez mm-hmm. in your top seven. Uh, we talked about the guys I have in mind, um, yeah. Winovich and Gary. So, why don't you talk a little bit about those two guys? I'll talk about Zach Allen for a little bit. Um, okay, and you have him at five. I have Zach Allen at five. Okay. Zach Allen's a guy that I've targeted in every draft this year. Third, first pick in the third round. Yep. Boston College. Was uh, what sixty fifth overall, I believe. Something like that. Um, went to Arizona, like you said, came out of Boston College, six four two eighty one, ran five zero flat, uh, forty at the combine. And he's a guy that's like, he's a defensive end. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to be labeled a linebacker. Like, he's, you know, more than likely going to be a defensive end in IDP leagues, like, for his entire career. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of J.J. Watt, you know. Um, kind of that guy that slipped in the draft a little bit. Obviously, you know, J.J. Watt still got drafted in the first round. But, I mean, there was a lot of people that, like, that had a first round grade on, on Zach Allen and were surprised that he slipped out like as far as he did. And I mean, yeah, third rounder, but like you said, first pick in the third round. So, so probably, you know, more, more people, most people probably thought he was going to be a second round guy and he ended up going to the first pick in the third. Right. Exactly. So, um, I, I'm really big on him. You know, uh, he, you know, turn, I've watched a ton of film on Zach Allen and like, he, to me, he's just like he's he's impressive on film, like to say the least. I mean, um, you know, he had a he had a great game against Clemson when they played them. Uh, got a sack on Trevor Lawrence uh, last year. I mean, put on his tape uh, from 2017 against Notre Dame. Uh, I think that might be my favorite game film to watch of like any position this year, nice. like including, including offensive guys. Like I'm not even kidding. Like that 2017 tape against Notre Dame, he's going against two guys 
that went in the two offensive linemen that went in the first round um, last year. Um, the guy that went uh, fifth overall to Indianapolis, I can't remember his name. Uh, so like Quentin Nelson or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was going against both those guys and just like, I mean, dominating, you know I mean? Nice pushing like pushing them back just making plays you know i mean i just i think that guy could end up being the steal of the draft and at arizona yeah. he's going to arizona where all they really have there is i mean is kemdichi you know i mean mm-hmm. obviously they have chandler jones but he's more playing the outside linebacker role you know and that offense looks like it's gonna be a high-powered offense you know they're you know yeah who's say, you know, maybe that team it goes up in some games and Zach Allen has a chance. And the thing I like about Zach Allen, Zach Allen too, is he's, he's a run stopper. You know, he's not just yeah. like a pass rush yeah. guy, like, like Brian Burns, which it's like the worry with like a Brian Burns is like, he's, he's only going to be a third down guy. He's going to be like a situational pass rusher. Whereas to me, Zach Allen is a three down player. Like he can, rush the passer, you know, he can play the run, he can set the edge, you know, yeah. he has, he has, he's shown he has the football IQ. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen plays where, you know, uh, a lot of other players would have, would have rushed inside and the quarterback would have just, you know, busted it outside and outran, outran him. And he kind of stayed back and set the edge and almost, almost played, played like a linebacker you know, at, at 281 pounds, you know, and, and chasing down plays and like all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much more about Zach Allen, but like, I'm, I've, I've literally drafted him in, in just about every league this year. A little, little man yeah. love going on there. <laughs> yeah. For, sure. For sure. I'm reading, I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> he's like your, he's like your Chase Winovich. Yeah, so so talk to me about Winovich. <laughs> I'd like to actually read you a letter that I wrote about Chase Winovich. No, yeah. I'm just joking. But so, and then you said Zimenez, um, he's a uh, smaller school guy. Yep. He was a third. Dominated, 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 but at uh, you know against lesser competition. Late round but... pick went to the Giants, who have mm-hmm. a need there. Um, so yeah, so that rounds out your top seven. So we've both done our top seven and, and for the listeners, our, um, our rankings are up there right now. They will be, um, updated pretty soon. Um, but they're, every time we, every time we do these podcasts, I always kind of move my guy. I kind of like redo my rankings for whatever position we're doing, you know, cause every 20 minutes I'm like making changes, you know, mentally. Um, but mm-hmm. so these, these, uh, these rankings will be up for you to look at. And I think we should probably try to move through a little quicker now that we've gotten through like our top seven, yeah, just because absolutely. if we're going to move on to tackles, um, I'll, I will say one thing. So if we go to the top 10, um, I have Ben Benoga actually at eight from Indy. And then I have Zimenez, I have Zimenez at nine and Zach Allen at 10 rounding on my top 10. But you've you know you've kind of made me like him a little more, so who knows, you know? Yeah. 
But uh, that that rounds up my top ten. Benoga, I think Benoga is the guy. And then you said you had Gary and Winovich in your top ten as well. So yeah, so I have I have I have Winovich at eight, and I have Gary at nine, and then I have Benoga at ten. Okay. And I've got Benoga at eight, um, above Zimenez and out Al- and Zach Allen. Um, Benoga, um, he's a guy to me drafted by Indy, second round guy. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the front office for the Colts. I don't, I can't tell you that I know a lot about this guy, but I do feel like when the Colts draft a guy, they have a plan for him. Um, you know, I, I liked his measurables. I liked, you know, what I saw out of him and, you know, he, he's a guy I'd like to draft. Like he's a guy that, you know, after these main guys, um, you know, if I do a little more research, I might end up moving Zach Allen ahead of him. You know, a lot of the things that you were yeah. saying sounds great. And I do like Zach Allen a lot. Um, you know, that's a potential for Zach Allen to move up. Um, but, but regardless, those, that's my top 10. Like that would round out my top 10, all those guys, right. whether I move them around right. a little bit or not, you know, we, it looks like we had exactly the same top 10. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you, you could almost put a tier break there again. It's, that's, it's that's, funny where how, tier break, that's where my tier break is. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's funny how, you know, we have, we, we, we talk about our rankings on the podcast and it's like these, and, you know, like we've said before for, you know, to the listeners, it's like, we don't really talk about this ahead of time. It's, it's kind of on the fly. We just have, we don't have time to do both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just have our rankings in front of us and we just, you know, sit here and talk about it. So it's funny how, you know, obviously we have our guys tiered out and then these sort of tiers just naturally develop and our, you know, we'll both have, right. Every guy will be, will be differently ranked, but kind of in the same range. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, we'll both have a guy ranked at like number eight or something. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, you kind of see like it's the value drop off, but, um, well, also, I'll make another 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 thing I'm kind of noticing because I've got all their draft status in front of me as well. Yeah. One thing I do notice is is we've kind of like kind of made this our top ten kind of tier here. Yeah. And um, the next guys, the next tier that I have, are basically except for like a couple of them are like all fourth round picks. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, now we're kind of getting to where the draft got to. Yeah. Right. With a little bit of movement. Um, every guy that we've named so far has been either has been drafted in either the first, the second, or the third round. And then there's, and then there's a tier. There's a tier, and it's all guys that haven't been drafted in the first three rounds. I will say that that top ten though this year for defensive ends is like ridiculous. I mean, it's strong in terms of depth. Again, like there's there's not to me. You know, I mean, we may I think we might disagree on that a little bit, but to me, there's not that Miles Garrett prospect. Um, maybe Bosa, yeah. maybe Allen. Like we'll see, but like in terms of depth, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think there's been a defensive end class like th- like this in a long time. I mean, that I ever remember, really. Um, yeah, I mean, so, if you have a need at defensive end, this is a good draft for you. Yeah, and defensive tackle as well, which we'll get into shortly. But yep. Um. So I'll I'll throw out my my next. My next guys, um, 
yeah, let's just go down the list and kind of like if we want to bring up a couple things, maybe a little a little thing about each guy or something. Yeah, so I have um, I'll just I'll just throw you want me to just go down. I, so I have twenty five guys ranked. You want me to just throw throw. I have. Yeah, I have pretty much twenty five, a little bit more than that, but but. Uh, so I'll just I'll, I'll just go through mine, and then you just go through yours, and we'll just talk about whoever. Um, well, why don't you and why don't you just say a quick thing about each guy, like what team he's on and okay. everything like that. All right, so so after after Bonobu at ten, I have Anthony Nelson at eleven, who got drafted by Tampa Bay, came out of Iowa, six seven two seventy one, ran a four eight two at the combine. Uh, Twelve Max Crosby went to Oakland, Eastern out of Eastern Michigan, six five two fifty five, ran a four six six at the combine. That rounds out my tier three. My tier four begins with my number 13 player, Christian Miller, who went to Carolina. Um, he's another guy who, you know, some might have as a linebacker. I have him ranked as a defensive end. Uh, came out of Alabama. 6'3", 247. Didn't run at the Combine Wars Pro Day. Um, 14, I have Austin Bryant. Went to Detroit out of Clemson. Um, also did not run at his pro day or the combine. He was 6'4", 271. Uh, after that, I have Michael Dogbay. Went to Arizona. John Kaminsky, who went to Atlanta. Isaiah Bugs went to Pittsburgh. Carl Granderson, who went to the Saints. Sharif Miller, who went to Philadelphia. Charles Omenahu. Went to the Houston Texans. Jerry Green went to the Colts. Justin Hollins went to Denver. Another sort of, you know, edge guy some might have as a linebacker. Uh, Jonathan Ledbetter, who went to Miami. Uh, Byron Cowart, uh, another Patriots guy. Joe Jackson, who went to Dallas Cowboys. Malik Carney, who went to Detroit. And Cortez Broughton went to the LA Chargers. Why don't okay. you give me your next, your uh, 11 through 12? And I'll give you mine. And, and a lot of them are really similar, so kind of works out. So I do not have Christian Miller or Justin Hollins. I have them in my linebacker rankings. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But if you pop them out, there's a lot of similarities. So I, too, have Anthony Nelson next. Okay. And then, and then Max Crosby. Um, Nelson's going to fill in right away, it seems like, with Pierre Paul out for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, Max Crosby, Raiders, you know, another guy that, you know, I'm sure they're going to try to get in there as soon as possible. Right. These are all uh, fourth-round picks. Then I have Austin Bryant. That's my number 13 guy. Then I have John Kaminsky uh, from Atlanta, 14. I have then I have Malik Reed. Who did you did you have Malik Reed in there? I do not have Malik Reed in there, no. Alright, so he's undrafted, went to Denver. I can't tell you too much about him. I probably did a little bit of research on him a while ago and I ended up throwing him right in there. Um guy you might want to look at. Um okay. I guess we'll call him a super sleeper. Nice. Um Michael Dogby next, who I think both of us are have moved up because he's a, he was a seventh round pick. Yeah. But I, um, again, like Arizona, I mean like that, like as far as that defensive line, that core defensive line is, yeah. is abysmal. I mean, 
Giants. Like there's so he was a late. Rodney, I mean, he was like Rodney, end of the draft. Rodney Gunter has been a starter there for the last couple of years. Yeah, he's like yeah, replacement level to me. Well, the yeah. new regime, the new regime is also the regime that brought him exactly. in. So exactly, you know, he'll he'll get that opportunity. I I do think like he's. We just did a hundred ninety two superflex draft, and he didn't get drafted. Yeah. So he's a guy that I feel like maybe me and you have a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, Granderson, who you mentioned, I have. Where do you have Granderson? I, Carl Granderson. I have Granderson at sixteen. Okay, I have him at seventeen. So I think that's interesting. He's in New Orleans Saints. Um, very under the radar guy, undrafted, and I believe he's. I believe he's in some legal problems right now. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know. What, what? I think the legal problems are the, is the reason he wasn't drafted. Really? Okay. So, so what I I do think he's a sneaky guy. Um, that if you can pick up, you know, on your waivers, or if you can find him in the free agency, I don't even think he's available in our Superflex right now, because mm. um, I didn't see him in there. Um, but he is—he's a guy. Do a little research. He—he he might. I do believe he's a guy, Carl Granderson, that slipped and didn't get drafted at all because of some legal problems that he's in. Um, but I don't know enough details to tell you, you know, what I think about those, those issues, but, uh, he might be a sneaky guy for you to look at. So then that's a tier break for me. And then it goes to 18 is my last year. I've got Sharif Miller, um, Philly, Byron Cowart, um, New England, Charles Amenahue, Houston, Joe Jackson, Dallas. Then I have Jerry Green from mm-hmm. Indy. Um, and then I have Bugs, who I have a lot lower than you, I noticed. Yeah. 23. But Bugs for me is um, another like opportunity guy. I mean, he's yep. right now, he's, list, yep. he's listed yep. as the number three defensive end on Pittsburgh's depth chart. And especially with these late defensive guys, too. Opportunity is huge. I mean, that that's where opportunity, I feel like, is one of the biggest things in, in exactly. Dynasty is those like for late offensive guys as well. Um, it's like, you know, yep. yeah, you get, I mean, you get past a certain point and it's like these guys, like the draft pedigree isn't really going to get them anywhere. So it's like, they almost need that opportunity to show, you know, what they can, what they can do. And it's like, you know, if, if the, a guy lands in a spot where, um, you know, not to get, not to get, not to get too off topic here, but it's like, I I just drafted Donald Parham in a draft, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, well, I like and, that and you know he was on Detroit originally and as an undrafted rookie free agent, and then you know I was flipping through guys that were available and I saw that he he got released by Detroit and got picked up by Washington, and I was like, oh man, like I need to draft Donald Parham if he falls to me, you know, in a, in another couple picks. Um, you know, and I, and I took him there. So, you know, it's opportunity means you, a lot. If you know, so. if you, if you know who Chris is talking about, then, yeah. then kudos to you. <laughs> if you're, um, if, and you're to even really, go, if you're in a really deep league or even, <laughs> even if you're in like a 16 team league or a 12 team league and you really need a tight end, go pick up Donald Parham. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Or yeah. Dax Raymond. Absolutely. That's my guy um, mm-hmm. from Chicago. And to, and to not even – and to go off topic even more, I actually would tight end with Detroit. I think Detroit was, like, really um, looking for – to draft a tight end, and they were, like, did a ton of research on tight ends. 
And then all of a sudden Hawkinson fell to them yeah. at eight. <laughs> because they drafted, yeah. I think, two more tight ends and then they picked and then they picked up a couple I think they were ready to get all those other tight ends and then they were like, Oh wait, Hawkinson's there. Like we didn't yeah, even right. need to do that. <laughs> but anyway, to finish it out, I've got uh Daryl Johnson at uh, twenty four. See, Daryl Johnson. Who is he? Buffalo. Jalen Jelks, another uh, another Dallas guy, and then Broughton, Chargers, and then Carney and Ledbetter, two undrafted guys. I kind of Detroit and Miami. Carney from Detroit, Ledbetter from Miami. So that rounds out nice. the end of mine right there. All right, um, you want to get into these defensive tackles? Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> So I'll give you I'll give you my tier one first this time. Um, so my tier one I have Quinnen Williams went to the New York Jets out of Alabama six three three zero three ran four zero four eight three at the combine and number two also in my tier one is Ed Oliver went to Buffalo played college football at Houston six two two eighty seven uh, didn't run at the combine, but ran a four seven three at his pro day. That's my that's my tier one for defensive tackles. So two guys. I love both those guys. Uh, my tier one is just Quinn and Williams. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, to me, Quinn and Williams is, you know. He, he's a guy to target if you need a defensive tackle. And and again, let's also like preface this by saying, you know, in a super flex league, you know, defensive tackles can be super valuable. But in a lot of le- dynasty leagues with IDPs, nobody's touching defensive tackles, just like nobody's touching outside linebackers. Um, you know, if if uh, depending on your scoring, uh, Quinn and Will and Quinn and Williams to me is a guy, you know he'd be a great defensive tackle to own. Um, especially if you're in a super flex league, you know, a guy like, you know, a guy like Chris Jones, um, even, uh, you know, the main, the main guy on the, uh, on the, on the Rams. What's his name? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Thank you. I kept thinking Aaron Jones. I'm like, I know it's not Aaron Jones. Aaron Donald. (laughs) I mean, and, and I think Aaron Donald, sometimes he's called a defensive end. He's, but, he, I mean, I see him as a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. I mean, he's like the best defensive player in the league. But, I mean, Quinn Williams, he was the third pick in the draft. You know, the Jets took Quinn Williams over Josh Allen. And I thought defensive. And now I, I don't know what, well, what they're and not just over Josh Allen. He said they took him over all these guys. Yeah. I mean, except for both. He was a third pick in the draft. Yeah. Quentin Williams. Yeah. yeah. By the jets. Um, no, Bosa was gone. So Bosa was the number. Well, no, well, that's what I mean. They, they took him over all these guys yeah. except for both. He was a second you know, defensive guy. Take, the they didn't, you know, I mean, who knows if Bosa was there, what they would have done, but I'm just saying. And he's a defensive tackle. I mean, that's saying a lot and it's also a good defensive tackle draft. Yeah. True. Not a strong okay. linebacker draft, but defensive ta- defensive line. It was a great draft. Defensive line in general, yeah, very strong draft. Um, I have him as as just a surefire guy. Yeah, just great measurables, great production. Um, 
you know, just, I just think he's a guy that, um, you know, he's a, if you're, if you have a whole defensive tackle and this guy, you know, comes to you now, granted, I'm still not going to probably take him in the top 10 because he is a defensive tackle. Um, right. And I'm talking super flex now. I'm talking like in a league where defense is just as important. You're talking a really, you're talking like a really, a really deep league. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of when you're talking about defensive tackles, it's like, that's kind of like a lot about, you know, who's listening right now. But, um, but yeah, he's my clear cut number one. And then I have a tier and Ed Oliver is at the top of the second tier. I mean, and you could even almost make another, another tier there. I mean, to me, Ed Oliver is, you know, in, in another draft, he would be the clear cut number one defensive tackle in another draft. I mean, the guy is, he's another surefire guy. Yeah. Um, if you if you don't get Quinn and Williams and you wait a little longer and you get Ed Oliver, well, Ed, Oliver. I mean Ed Oliver to Buffalo is like I mean is yeah. there a better landing spot than that? like uh, in the entire draft? I mean yeah, like offense or defense. And I mean defense, and you're right. I just feel like uh, I mean I mean you're right to put Ed Oliver right in there with Williams. Yeah. I mean he he is you know he's right and, there. I mean, and, he's, and I, and I wouldn't have been, I don't think most people, myself included, would have been surprised if the jets had taken Ed Oliver over Quinn and Williams. I mean, that's, that's how close it was pre-draft before these guys, you know, before any of these guys got drafted, yeah. like to me. And though, and then to me, it, it really was Quinn and Williams and Ed Oliver. And then, you know, kind of, I mean, it, it makes total, it makes total yeah. sense. It does. It, now that I think about it, I almost want to change my tier to that because I like the next four guys and I have the next four guys are really bunched together. Whereas Ed Oliver is like clear, like clear cut above him, you know? Yes, exactly. Like you you could move my next four guys around and I'd have no argument with it, but you wouldn't be able to move Ed Oliver out of that number two spot. Just, just like, as well as like, you can't, you can't quite put Ed Oliver ahead of Quinn and Williams. So it's like that, that's kind of where it, what forms the tier for me it's it's just like uh so we yeah. you know we can almost agree there i mean quentin williams at oliver like clear cut yeah it's almost you know 1a 1b scenario um yeah absolutely so all right uh who's your number three guy to start your tier two well so so i have you know if i move at oliver oliver yeah. up then that gives me like four guys in my next okay. tier. Same, same, same here. Yeah, I got four guys in my next tier. Okay. And in the order that I have them in, um, I have I have Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons. Yep. I have him at three as well. Three. Yep. Nice, nice. And I thought that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, and then, and he has an injury yep. issue, so I mean, if yeah, anybody, he, he may know, not play. He probably won't play this the entire 20, 2019 season. Yeah. But. But I still have him at number and three. He still got drafted in the first round, so I mean, like yeah. he's that good. I mean, he. Yeah. The thing about Jeffrey Simmons was like he had some stuff that came up from high school, um, you know, some issues. You know, I've heard different reports and all that stuff. You know, I don't really want to get into it too much, but it's like, um. You know, I, I'm not too worried about it at this point. And I think, you know, the injury, I think he'll come back from. He went to Tennessee. There's a huge need there for de- the defensive line. He came at 19th, pick, 19th overall. pick overall. Came out of Mississippi State. Had a loaded defense last year. Um, you know, obviously, Jonathan Abram and Montez Sweat 
also got drafted out of Mississippi State. So it's like, you know, uh, 6'4", 301. So Jeffrey Simmons is – he's my clear-cut number three. And, I mean, he, he – Yeah, could, we both yeah, have Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say now. Um, but, I mean, it, it's really not hard to kind of blur your eyes and, and imagine, like, him, him being ahead of Oliver or even maybe Williams – you know, if he was healthy, because who knows where he gets drafted if yeah. he's healthy. You know, who's to say the Jets yeah. or Buffalo don't take him over over the other two guys? So, and he's a guy that's gonna fall in your draft because of the injury situation. Right. Um, so you know, if you can, if you've if you've got a team where you could grab, you know, you have the luxury of being able to grab a guy that's gonna be out for the season, mm-hmm. um, but still gonna hold his value, it's, especially opinion. if you have an IR spot. You can just throw him on IR, and it's like yeah. it's almost like a free roster spot because you know you just stash him on your right. IR. It's like you know you it, it's almost like an extra taxi squad taxi squad spot. You know, like I I'm all about that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I he's he's another guy that I've targeted in a ton of leagues. Uh, so I'm pretty big on Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, I think he I think he's going to be uh, definitely a force for Tennessee. Uh, so, so next I have Christian Wilkins. I I have Christian Wilkins as well at number four. Yep, for Miami. I Miami. Yep, first round pick, thirteenth uh, pick overall, third defensive tackle taken. Then I have Jerry Tillery at five, and then uh, Dexter Lawrence at six. So I actually have Dexter Lawrence at five, and I have Tillery at six. So that's. Okay. We actually we have the same exact top four, and then our five six are flipped. Yep. Uh, and then that's that's a tier break for me, which I think it's for you as well. I believe. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so, Will Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence uh, both played on the same college team, uh, Clemson. You know, uh, won a national championship last year. Wilkins six three, three fifteen. Ran a 504 40 at the combine. Dexter Lawrence, 6'4, 342. Ran a 505 at the combine. Um, Wilkins was the 13th pick. Lawrence was the, by the uh, by the Dolphins. Lawrence mm-hmm. was the 17th pick by the Giants. Yep. Overall. Yep. And I uh, both first round guys. I see I see Wilkins as more like the the upside kind of yeah. like, you know, more he's definitely got more twitch to him. Yeah, you know, like more, more like that pass rush, sort of like yep. interior pass rush. Yeah, guy. like almost like, almost like his upside almost reminds me of like a Geno Atkins. It's kind of kind of what he reminds me of when I watch his tape. He's um, also a high character guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He won. Like, guy. Yeah, and I like I think he won. Um, he won uh, some sort of award for being you know, uh, like a- academic, academic athlete, you know, for like all the NCAA nice. sort of thing. Um, you know, so he, you know, he's definitely a high character guy, went to Miami. There's a need there, defensive tackle. He's going to start day one as is Dexter Lawrence. Um, and I think Tillery will also start day one. I just, so I'll say, I'll say Dexter, like Dexter Lawrence is more of a run plug guy to me. He's more, yeah. But, and that's kind of why I put Tillery. But I also, above, I also, I also like Dexter Lawrence though on the Giants because 
I mean, we saw what uh, yeah, what they're Snacks an interior Harrison, rush team. Yeah, I mean, what we we saw what Snacks Harrison did there the last couple of years, you know, put up put up pretty solid IDP numbers. So I mean, I could see Dexter Lawrence kind of filling that Snacks Harrison role. And I see Lawrence to too as being safe. I yeah. see him as like a safe. Pick, I was just gonna say he's he's a high, nothing wrong with that. He's a high floor guy. He's a high floor guy. Yeah. Yeah. But his ceiling, his ceiling, I don't think, is is as big as um, a Christian Wilkins or a Jerry Tillery. Um, but I yeah. still, I still have Lawrence ahead of Tillery in that spot, just because I don't know Tillery. You know, I, I could easily like flip those guys. Like it's it's that close. Um, yeah, and and same here. I mean, same with me. I could honestly like. I could honestly even push like Simmons into that first tier. Like it wouldn't be that hard because just I feel like he's right. he's the clear cut three after yeah kind of like what you were saying like like you could push Oliver into your tier one it's like it's like to me it's like well it's like Quinn and Williams and Oliver Jeffrey Simmons are the clear cut one two three yeah and then the four five six it's like I wasn't I wasn't expecting a hundred percent for you to have Simmons at three yeah I thought I was kind of being mm. a little bit um, it's interesting yeah yeah I thought I was kind of like overrating him a little bit more like you know moving him up a little like where there would be a little bit of a surprise but we both have him there yeah so so what um anything else you want to you want to say about these these guys what do you really. talk to me about tillery talk to, <laughs> talk to me about tillery a little bit um i mean i don't know too much about tillery i do see him as a guy that can get like a pass rush going yeah um, from the interior, he's obviously on a great defensive line. I mean, he's got Melvin, yeah. Melvin Ingram, and Joey Bosa there. So, yeah. Um, I don't see him as like a huge upside guy, like a huge ceiling yeah. guy. Um, but I do see him as a guy that I see him as a guy that's you know he's got some explosiveness to him, and he's he's you know I <clears throat> he's a first round pick. Um, and some people had him going higher. Some people had him going in, in the top 20. Um, but it's a great class. I mean, those, you can't really go wrong with that top six at defensive tackle, I, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. All, all first-round picks, too. Yeah, which is amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, can you... Six defensive I tackles I mean, what, when, yeah. when has there ever been six defensive tackles in the yeah. first round? I mean, I, I can't. And the game has changed so much, too, because what people look for. I mean, I remember when the Patriots took Will Fork with the 20th pick. 32nd? And 32nd, was, I thought it was. Oh, did they? Did we get him later? Like, it was 32nd I thought it was pick, yeah, Will Fork. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I just, it's like defensive tackles don't look like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, they're all Yeah, exactly. I mean, some do, but not the guys that these targeted first round guys. It's like For sure. these guys are like um and you know, kudos to uh Chris Jones who really like, you know, and and Aaron Donald before that, but these guys, these interior guys that are like just disrupting the offense and just breaking the play down by getting right to the middle and the Giants, I mean, I remember you know, against our Patriots doing a lot of like like that's what was really stopped that interior pass rush was really our biggest nemesis really yeah. you know with tom brady those years yeah so some teams can do it some teams do it from the outside some teams like to do it from the inside but it's definitely there's a lot of guys in this draft that can really 
Um, if you need a defensive tackle, this is a great draft to be in. This is a good draft to be in if you need a defensive end or a defensive tackle because, you know, there's a top, you know, we've got a good eight, top eight, I believe, yeah. in uh, top 10, really, for defensive end. And then top six for def- 16 guys right yeah. there that great additions to a team, to, you know, Absolutely. a team with a, 90, a dynasty. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be... As long as as long as the draft spot was right, like I would be psyched to get any one of these sixteen guys. Yeah, and I mean, if you can go offense early and then snag one of these guys with your second pick or your third pick, I mean, you're in you you're in a good spot if you could do that. Absolutely. Um, in in deeper leagues, I mean, if you're in if you're in yeah. more of a twelve team, you could probably wait till, you know third fourth round fifth round on some of these guys but i mean i can't stress enough if you're in a dynasty league that plays like that starts four idp guys you're probably not going to care so much about these defensive tackles right right. um you're going to really be looking for the top end defensive ends and after that it's like you're kind of you're going into the into waivers and and free agency for guys um but if you're in a super if you're starting a defensive end and a defensive tackle you know, or multiple, yeah. um, like in a super flex yeah. league, then, you know, that's, you're probably, you're probably the people that are still listening yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right, Mike. So talk to me about your next tier of defensive tackles here. Okay. So my third tier, um, my seventh goes from seven to 11, uh, five, five guys. And this is where I'm thinking maybe we'll have some more differences. Um, I have Tristan Hill, Dallas, second round okay. pick at seven. Um, I have Draymond Jones, um, Denver, third round mm-hmm. pick at eight. Uh, Kalen Saunders at nine, Kansas City. Yep. Greg Gaines at 10, uh, Rams. And Kiki Kingsley at 11 in Green Bay. K- Kingsley Kiki. Kiki Kingsley, that's what I have. Okay, and that's your that's your tier break. That's my tier break, yeah. Okay, so I have my tier three. I have Jermont Jones at seven uh, for Denver, Kalen Saunders at eight for Kansas City, and those guys actually are my tier two. Or my, I'm sorry, my tier three. Those guys make up my tier three, and then my tier four is kind of my best of the rest. Um, and I have Tristan Hill at nine for Dallas. I have Greg Gaines at ten, who I believe you also have at ten for the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then I have Reynolds Wren uh, for Cincinnati at eleven. Gerald Willis for Baltimore at twelve. Kingsley Kiki for the Packers at thirteen. Armin Watts for Minnesota at fifteen. Terry Beckner for Tampa Bay. 14, Dalen Mack for Baltimore at 16, DeMarcus Christmas for Seattle at 17, Chris Slayton for the New York Giants at 18, Dontavious Russell for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 19, and P.J. Johnson for Detroit at 20. And I, I have exactly 20 guys as well. Yeah. The point. A little bit different, um, for sure. I mean, I'll just go through my... I, I ended at... Uh, it is Kingsley Kiki. You're right. That's funny. Yeah. 
I think I just assumed it was the other way around. <laughs> I have I have Ren uh, Renal Ren at twelve, uh, Gerald Willis at thirteen, Armand Watts at fourteen, Dalen Mack, Baltimore fifteen, Terry Beckner, Tampa Bay sixteen, PJ Johnson, Detroit seventeen, Demarcus Christmas um, eighteen, Seattle. Uh, Dontavious Russell, Jacksonville, 19, and Chris Slayton, Giants at 20. And I, nice. I, I will say one thing that I found interesting is that we both have undrafted defensive tackle Gerald Willis ahead of drafted defensive tackle Dalen Mack, both for Baltimore. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't. That's 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 something that I noticed that. You know, if you a lot of times when you get late in these drafts, people start draft. They start, you know, they didn't get their research, you know, deep as they'd like, and they start drafting guys like, well, who was the next guy taken? Exactly. So a lot of people are going to take Dalen Mack. You know, if you have a a league that's that's that late. I mean, yeah, that's he was a fifth round pick defensive tackle. I mean, he's not going to be drafted in a lot of rounds right but if you but uh if you're in like a 32 team league or maybe even like you know a 16 yep. team league with a deep taxi squad like these are guys you're looking at for sure mm-hmm. um you know armin watts is another guy to me for minnesota mm-hmm. um you know I, I could see him moving up the depth chart somewhat uh and i, I have him at 14 yeah, I, I actually have him at 15, so you have him one spot. But, I mean, I could easily move. You know, he's right in that, that range. Like these, And I recently moved Ren down after doing a little research just because he yeah. was, like, right in an area where it, I was going to draft a defensive tackle, mm-hmm. and I was either going to get Kingsley Kiki yeah. or Renal Ren. Gerald Willis is already gone Yeah. Um, at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up putting uh, Kingsley Kiki up in front of Ren. Yeah. Um. Ren has all the measurables. Cincinnati, drafted by Cincinnati in the fourth round. Yeah. Um, defensive tackle. He is, uh, I think he played for Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. And he was uh, coached by Herm Edwards. 6'5", six, six, 318, 40. All the measurables. And I think he played well in the Senior Bowl. I think it kind of raised his draft value up a little bit. Yeah. But I, he did not have a lot of production. Um, at Arizona State. And, I mean, you know, he did play for Herm Edwards, so, I mean, there's a possibility there that, that you know, that could be a reason why. Yeah. Because I, I just don't see Herm Edwards as a coach that's really going to put the players in the best positions to succeed. Right. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, he's a guy, there's a lot of people in front of him. He's a stash guy. Yeah. With with upside. That's, almost, that's what I would say about like Rental Ren is like almost like a two year project to me. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, but if he's coached up, I mean, he's got great athleticism, and he's and he's very, like, he yeah. he looks the part. Yeah, I mean, I mean and and, he, and he'll sit behind Geno Atkins, and maybe yep. you know he kind of, you know, he learns to play in the NFL. You know, I have. Where do you have him? I have him at twelve. I have him at eleven. So okay. Uh, you know, and honestly, like like I said, I mean, after for these defensive tackles, after like nine through twenty, I mean, uh, really yeah. like nine through fifteen, I would say I could almost I could almost put a tier break after fifteen. Uh, 
you know, it's it's kind of like, but but that's I could I could move move those guys all around like nine through fifteen. So let's talk about let's talk about right after. So we got done with our top six, and then I noticed you had Draymond Jones at seven. I do, yeah. And I have him at eight. So he's he's on. Uh, he got drafted by Denver. Yep. In the third early third round pick, Ohio State guy, six um, three, Ohio State, six three two eighty one, ran a five one two forty at the combine. I uh, think he's a guy. So I, he's right around where I think a lot of people have. Yeah, him, I mean, you know, right there. I, I have. He's he's the he's the top of my tier three at seven uh, yep. for defensive tackles. He's gonna be sitting behind Shelby Harris this year. Um, you know who is an older defensive tackle kind of, you know, uh, definitely like a, a solid player, but not like, not a guy that jumps off the stat sheet at you either. Solid. guy. Yeah. Like a solid, a solid player, you know, like a solid yeah. NFL player you know, yeah. for sure. Um, and I have Tristan Hill right above him. So I have Tristan Hill at seven. Yeah. I just, who uh, Hill for me, it's like, I mean, obviously he went higher in the draft, and I like Tristan Hill as well. I just Dallas, I just feel like is a bad landing spot for defensive tackles because they just they already have like a lot of a lot of talent there. You know what I mean? Uh, I you know I also, but I do think that they're also um, suspect there. Yeah, um, they've got the one guy kind of that's a, always getting that. Kind of a you know you don't you know you're not sold on it on the defense. I'm not tackles. sold on them. Yeah. Um, you know, if he if he shows out, he could he could move up quickly. There, I feel like the thing. The problem with me that I have is I'm not big on Dallas draft picks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I I I feel like they miss a lot. I think they hit. They've hit pretty well on their early picks. You know, getting yeah. Zeke and getting the offensive they linemen. They miss on a lot of those later um, guys, though, for sure. They do, and so, but I, I the reason I have him over Draymond Jones. Yeah. Is he was drafted in the second round? I I actually feel like Dallas is a great landing spot. I think I just recently heard of another defensive tackle there, like something yeah. going on with him. I feel like they have a lot of uh, a lot of chaos at defensive tackle. Um, so somebody could rise out of that position, and that's you know I feel like the opportunity actually is good in Dallas, and that's why. I moved him up. Not so much that I know a lot about Tristan yeah. Hill because I don't yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, Central Florida. Uh, I mean, he, he's definitely. I mean, I have him at nine, so I think. Yeah. You, know, you could you seven, could almost so. even put him in that in a cluster with like uh, Draymond Jones, Kalen Saunders, and Tristan Hill. Like that's almost like a tier. Yeah. Uh, well, and I have Saunders at nine. Yeah. And Saunders was picked. I mean, he's a second round pick. He was even picked before he, Hill. I believe Saunders um, was a third round guy. I believe. Okay, I have him as a second round guy, but maybe my. But um. But. Well, he's behind Chris Jones, you know. So I mean, he's he's, he's also behind Derek Naughty. So he's he's like the third defensive yeah. tackle there, but. They do. Yeah. They do start so, two defensive tackles. So, like, he's an injury away from being a starter. Yes. Yeah. And also, you got a Chris Jones contract dispute. I mean, I think they're going to take care of it for sure. But I mean, what if they're thinking, "Hey, you know, what if this guy comes in and looks good?" Because you a lot of times, like, so Chris Jones had an amazing season 
last year for Kansas City. I mean, I think he had like, I mean, his sack numbers yeah. was incredible. Do you remember how many sacks he had? I don't know off the top. I don't know off the top. I mean, of it was. Like, I mean, it was like it was like fifteen yeah. or something. I mean, it was a lot. Um, for an interior lineman, I mean, he was a big time defensive tackle last year, and he's twenty four years old. Probably turned twenty five this year. Um, wants to get signed. He could hold out. So that's another, you know, another reason yeah. why they might have grabbed a guy. Well, that, in the that, could, round. that could give Saunders some opportunity, you know, to kind of prove his worth yep. in Kansas City. And yeah, and maybe and maybe that kind of forces Kansas City's hand too down the road, and they don't sign Chris Jones to that next big contract. And they're like, well, hey, we got yeah. we got Kalen Saunders and Derek Naughty here. Like we're good, you know. Uh, yeah, they could even push Chris yeah, Jones exactly. too. So. Um, Saunders too, um, worth mentioning. He was an FCS guy, uh, played for Western Illinois, uh, six foot three twenty-four and a five oh one forty at the combine. And he he's uh he was an FCS guy that played against, you know, you know, subpar competition, you know, lesser competition than, you know, some of these other guys getting drafted around him. Uh but he really, he really was a force on that level. Like he, yeah. I mean, I, I watched some film against um, uh, North, the North Dakota State, I believe, um, the team Easton Stick played for, who, who won the FCS championship last year. And I mean, dude, he was a force. Like, and they were just lining him up all over the place. Like they had him standing, they had him lining up over the center, like with his hands in the dirt, and you know in a four point stance and they had him like outside standing up and like there was, there was one play where he was basically playing outside linebacker and he rushed in and sacked Easton stick, you know? So it's like, <laughs> you know, and that's the team that won the FCS championship. So, I, I mean, there is something to be said for that. You're right. I will. I'm going to note you are right. He was, he was yeah. a third round pick. I had that down uh, wrong. So Saunders, Saunders is definitely a guy for me. Like he checks all the boxes in terms of measurables and all that stuff. Kind of the the, I would say the two knocks on him. Like I said, playing in the FCS, which which isn't so much of a deal breaker for me, honestly. Like I don't, I kind of like those guys. Um, like I said before, but the big knock for the bigger knock for me is uh, conditioning. Like there's there's been concerns that he kind of slows down as the game goes on. And like you know, some of his weight—it's not all good weight. Um, you know, and he he kind of yeah. needs to to work on his cardio a little bit. So that's kind of the concern with Kalen Saunders. But I mean, that said, you know, I, some NFL coaching, you know, NFL training staff. Yep. Who's to say Kalen Saunders doesn't? You know, um, you know, I almost see Kalen Saunders as like a poor man's Dontari Poe. You know, who Kansas City drafted a few years yeah. ago. That's that's kind of who he reminds me of. Like a like a poor man's. I see Saunders. I see Saunders and Greg Gaines from the Rams being similar, not like the type of player, but in similar situations. The difference, the differences, though, to me, Greg Gaines is like he's just not like an explosive player. Like he's just like to me, Greg Gaines is like a career like. So Greg Gaines is a fourth round player to me. Greg Gaines. Yes. Yeah. Um, the only well, I the well, what I was gonna say in comparison, yes, yeah. you're right. Saunders is he's got the potential of being a disruptive yeah. guy, a guy that can, you know, break through the interior, 
get in there and, yeah. and cause chaos. Gaines isn't really that guy. But what I do see, what the comparison yeah. I, I wanted to make, though, was that Saunders is behind Chris Jones and Gaines is behind right. Aaron Donald. So you've got two superstar defensive tackles, probably best in the league, whether or not you know Aaron Donald is called a defensive tackle in your league. But the, these two guys, um, you know, they're behind, you know, the top two defensive tackles you could get, yeah. really. So with either one of them, whether you like one or you like the other, you know, you're definitely, you're definitely going to be, um, you know, waiting on these guys. But Saunders is definitely the guy to take. I mean, he's, you know, he at, at that spot. Yeah, just... Um, He's the he's upside the, guy. He's exactly. the upside guy. Exactly. And, and you know, he, yeah. he could very well fizzle out and just be that that yep. kind of measurable streak who shows it for a minute but just can't really you know, you know, he he could be a he could be a a Dontari Poe or he could be like an Albert Hainsworth, you know, sort of thing. Uh yeah. So, you know, or or he could be better than Dontari Poe, you know, so so what do you think about Kings, Kings and Kiki? Kiki I, I have them at 13. Green Bay. Green, like, Green Bay Packers. They, the thing about Kings and Kiki, fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. The thing about him is he has Kenny Clark in front of him. And to me, Kenny Clark is like. Yep. We could just lump him right in with these other guys. Well, as far yeah, as, I mean, Kenny, as as exactly. spot. Yeah, Kenny Clark, to me, the guys you were just talking about, Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. I mean, for me, it's. You know, dynasty defensive tackles, Aaron Donald. You know, if you want to label him a defensive tackle, then Chris Jones and then Kenny Clark. I mean, who who are you going to put ahead of those two? Yeah. Uh you can put Jerron Reed in there. Uh maybe, but I don't know. I'll take I'll take Clark with the you know with the pedigree. You're a big Clark. You're a big Clark guy. Let the record oh, yeah. let the I mean, record Kenny Clark be shown. Is a beast. Like he dude, he's I think he's still like twenty three. <laughs> And he's been in the league for like three years. Like he's a beast. Damn. Um, and he's and every year he's 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 been good. You know, he's put up IDP numbers. Um I think yeah. honestly, I think Kenny Clark is one of the more underrated players in the NFL, period. Um yeah. you just don't really hear a lot of people talking about him. Uh, especially, you know, when when you hear people talking about Aaron Jones and uh or, I mean sorry, Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. I hear one yeah. person talking about him all the time. <laughs> Pound, I'm pounding <laughs> the table for Kenny Clark right now. <laughs> uh, all right, any more? Any more of these guys you want to you want to talk about at all? Or, um, well, let's just quickly hit on Reynolds Wren. I have him at twelve. I think you might have him at ten. I'm at eleven. You have him at eleven. So Cincinnati guy, we talked about a little bit. Um, has the upside. Probably hasn't been coached up that well. Looked good in the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, he's a guy that I had up and I kind of moved down a little bit. But you've kind of convinced me to maybe push him back up over a couple of these other guys. Um, Gerald Willis, undrafted, Baltimore. Yeah, Willis. Willis is a guy I could even bump up a few spots in, in Gaines. Yeah, like in Gaines is almost like a guy I could bump down. Like I could almost switch Gaines and Willis, like at ten and ten. 10 and 12, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you got me down on gains now, so. 
Dude, it is so easy yeah. to move me up and down yeah, when we start getting exactly. into late defensive <laughs> tackle talk. That's the thing, but like, I, <laughs> like I'm looking at my sheet now, and like I honestly like that's how low I am on Gaines. But just I kind of just had him there because of draft pedigree. But like honestly, I could probably move Gaines down to like 16. Where did where did Gaines where did Gaines play again? Washington. Okay. Um, like, and I mean, dude, they have Brockers there. They have Aaron Donald there. It's like. They have Dante Fowler there. It's just like it's almost yeah, like they brought a body just, in, you know, to... like a rotational guy. It's like, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Greg Gaines. Like I, I could probably, I'd probably talking talking now, like thinking about it more. Um, I would probably drop him down even just to to sixteen, you know, and bump bump the rest of these guys up a little bit. It's like. But I would I would still keep him ahead of like Demarcus Christmas, Chris Slayton, Dontavious Russell, and PJ Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So Gerald Willis, undrafted, Baltimore. My, uh, went to Miami, big school. You know, uh, I have him ahead of Dalen Mack. Probably probably should have been drafted. So Gerald Wilson, I mean, I'm sorry, Gerald Willis, undrafted, signed by the Baltimore Ravens. Dalen Mack, drafted in the fifth round by the Baltimore Ravens. So why do both of us have Gerald Willis ahead of Dalen Mack? Is it more about Willis or is it more about Mack? That's my question. I think you. it's more about Willis. Okay. For me, it's more about Mack. I, okay. I'm not a big Dalen Mack guy. Um, so from what I've read um, in articles about Dalen Mack is that he was a big time, re- he was a big, a giant seventh and eighth grader. He was huge, huge, and he was huge, and yeah, he was huge, and uh, they. He's been a prospect for colleges. I mean, he's been been looked at by colleges since he was super, super young, and um, you know, I, I, he, he got into a. I, I don't, I don't know if you have the call. I don't even know what college he went to, but from what I read, he. He got into college and he just underperformed. Yeah. He's te- Texas A and M. Okay, Texas A and M, and I think he's had some stretches where he played really well and showed, you know, what he could be. But I think for the most part, it's all. I feel like they drafted him because he was a guy that they thought was going to get yeah. drafted. Well, and it's funny about Baltimore too is it's it always seems like it's the second guy they take. Like with Baltimore, like I mean, like last year with Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. Like, I mean, I'd rather have Mark Andrews right now. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for the example. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> you had me. Uh, it was a little good little hook. <laughs> had you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot, though. It happens a lot in the NFL. It does. Is Isaac Nada going to be a lot better than Hawkinson? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but I think that pretty much does it for. Oh, I, I, well, I have Armin Watts. I have Armin Watts. Okay. Uh, Minnesota. Okay. I have him after Gerald Gerald uh, Willis. Okay. And then Beckner at sixteen after Mac. Um, Tampa Bay. I do think I probably move him above Mac. I do feel like there's uh there's some. Some opportunity there, just and that's pretty much it. And then I have PJ yeah. Johnson, really. Yeah. And then I'm rounded out with Demarcus Christmas, 
Dontavious Russell and Chris Lee and um, all late round guys. That's pretty much it for me. I mean, if you if you're if you're looking to like get more info for those last like six or seven guys, I mean, you know, good luck to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I commend you though. I commend you. Yeah. Yeah, I commend and I I appreciate you. We try to go. We try to go deep with our rankings. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the majority of people probably aren't even gonna like go. If you go, if you've got, if you have got. Yeah, if you have gotten this far um, in this podcast, then go on. I don't know if you have something on there, Chris, on masterdrafterfootball.com, some sort of like way that they can ask us questions, and we'll be happy to answer questions about those yeah, last just, like seven so, eight guys. Uh, hit us, hit us, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at uh, masterdrafterfb, and you can ask us all the questions you want. Uh, can. DM us your lineup questions, all that stuff. Uh, dynasty trades, polls, whatever. And these rankings will will be on the they are, they are on the site now. They're not a hundred percent updated. We will you know as we go through these position by position, we are upgrading. Yep, we're constantly um, updating our rankings. Constantly updating, and that's you know that's key for us. So if you go on there and you just want to see you know what we've been talking about today and. And look at it for your own draft or whatever you, you know, need it for. You know, we're here to help. Absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank we'll you. We'll see you later. Bye.